0: Hi everybody! Welcome to Supernatural Saturday for August 12th, 2023. I am your host, Praying Medic. For those of you who are new to the broadcast, I do live streams on my Telegram channel on the second Saturday of each month at 1 p.m. Eastern. Uh, If you want, you can download the Telegram app. uh, Look for my channel. It is Praying Medic. Uh, There are probably several channels there. Look for the one that has around 150,000 subscribers. We do have two Praying Medic channels. One is a chat, and one is the regular channel where I post information. You are welcome to join the chat, and if you need prayer for healing, or prayer for anything, or if you need encouragement, join the chat. Uh, we have people in there 24 hours a day. We've got uh, people from all around the world that are in there praying for people and giving encouragement and advice, uh, so. You want to join the chat sometime jump on in there and uh, we'll give you a welcome want to give a shout out to my admins on telegram uh, I could not do what I'm doing on telegram without my uh, administrators they're in there blocking bots and trolls and answering people's questions and Charles lives in the UK so he's always up a little earlier than the rest of us he's in there answering people's questions and Uh, I just want to give a shout out to the admins, they do a great job, I really appreciate everything they do. All right, Uh, I'm going to get into the subject for this broadcast, and that is power and authority for healing and miracles, and this is going to be a beginner level class on healing and miracles. If you don't know anything about healing and miracles, if you're a novice, or even if you have experience. This broadcast is going to get you up to speed on how to release power for miracles, how to exercise authority for healing and deliverance. All right, we're going to jump in with a little bit of foundational material from the New Testament. I'm going to read uh, passages from Matthew chapter 8 to start out with, and just starting in verse 1. When he, Jesus, had come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him, And behold, a leper came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Verse 4. And Jesus said to him, See that you tell no one, go your way, show yourself to the priest, and offer the gift that Moses commanded as a testimony to them. Now Jesus went, uh, he had entered Capernaum. And a centurion came to him, pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed and dreadfully tormented. Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word, and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes, another come, and he comes, and he... uh, and to my servant, I say, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, even in all of Israel. And I say to you that many will come from the east and the west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the sons of the kingdom will be cast into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. When Jesus, uh, Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go your way. As you have believed so let it be done for you and his servant was healed at that same hour this this section here Matthew chapter 8 the first 13 verses is a complete description of the kind of miracle working power and the authority we have for healing uh that is available as believers in the in the first account jesus released power by touching the leper he touched the leper power went out of his body and healed the leper with the centurion's servant the centurion said i understand how authority works i'm a man under authority and you have authority say a word and my servant will be healed Jesus said, I have not seen such great faith in all of Israel. As you have believed, let it be done unto your servant. And they said, his servant is going let the say. out. Well. So three, three concepts we need to talk about during this broadcast. First one is power for miracles. Second one is authority. And authority can be used both for healing and deliverance, sometimes both. faith. Power is released. Authority is exercised by faith. So we're going to get into that, but now I'm going to jump to Luke chapter 9. Right. Jesus had been going through the cities uh, surrounding the area, and he had been healing the sick, raising the dead, casting out demons, cleansing the lepers, He had been doing all of this as a demonstration of the nature of God. Everything that Jesus did was a demonstration of the will of God. And, you will note, read through the New Testament, you won't find one single person who came to Jesus for healing who was not healed. Jesus healed everyone. And I believe that demonstrates that the will of God is to heal everyone who wants to be healed. Jesus didn't turn anyone away. He didn't say it's not the Father's will for you to be healed. He healed everyone to came to, who came to Him so that the first thing you need to know as someone who wants to operate in healing is it is God's will to heal us. You don't have to worry about whether God wants someone to suffer or be tormented. That, that's not God's will. Jesus demonstrated healing was the will of God. Everyone who came to Him was healed. Now, Luke chapter nine, verses one and two. Then Jesus called His 12 disciples together, gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. All right, this is, this is the key verse right here. When I started praying for people years ago, I was begging God to heal them, which is what a lot of people do. that We're just trained as children, if you want God to do something, you ask him to do it, and if he's in a good mood, he does it. If he's not in a good mood or he doesn't feel you would deserve it, you don't get it. That's how we're trained as children. But here in the New Testament, we find out that Jesus gave his disciples power and authority. He gave them the power and authority to heal the sick, to heal the sick. And cast out demons. Okay, authority over all demons and power to work miracles Let's continue verse 3 and he sent them out to preach the kingdom of God and heal the sick All right, so he gave them power gave them authority sent them out to heal the sick now go to Matthew chapter 10 uh, There's a the parallel passage in Matthew um, Has a little more detail so we're going to go Matthew chapter 10, down at verse 5. Uh, Jesus called the twelve disciples to him, gave them power and authority, and it says, These twelve he sent out and commanded them, saying, Do not go the way of the Gentiles, and do not enter a city of the Samaritans. Go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, and as you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Really you have received, really you. Did he tell them to go out and plant churches? No. He didn't tell them to do a lot of things that we do in church today. He told them to go out to the cities, heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons, cleanse the lepers, and proclaim the kingdom. Which is what he did. (laughs) That's exactly what he did. He went all through Judea, all the cities, and he healed the sick, he raised the dead, he cast out demons, and he taught people about the kingdom of God. What do you think the kingdom parables are? Teachings about the kingdom of God. Right? That is the commission Jesus gave his disciples, that same commission he has given to us. Right? If you're a disciple, if you're a believer in Jesus, you have been filled with the Holy Spirit. You have the same commission. You have the same authority, same power, and we're going to get into that and I'll explain how all that works. All right. So, uh, Let me close out here and let's get into, uh, let's talk about power first. What is power? This is a very uh, poorly understood topic uh, in the church for whatever reason. I'm not exactly sure why it's not well understood. Uh, It was hard for me to wrap my mind around it, but I slowly came to a realization of what power is as I started praying for people to be healed. And one of the things I noticed, um, I mean, so let me give you the backstory here. Uh, I'm a former atheist, and I do not have any formal training in, in theology. I never went to seminary, didn't go to Bible school. Uh, I'm trained as a paramedic, and I worked as a medic for 35 years. And in uh, 2008, I had a dream where God appeared to me in a dream, and he told me, I want you to pray for your patients. I'm going to show you what's wrong with them. And when you pray for them, I'll heal them. Now, I did not believe in healing and miracles at this time. I was full of unbelief and skepticism. I had been going to a non-denominational church that didn't teach on healing and miracles. They actually taught that healing had ceased 2,000 years ago. So I had a little bit of a problem because I didn't believe in healing and miracles. And God was telling me, I'm going to use you to heal the sick. <laughs> I was like, Lord, I don't, I don't even believe in healing. So it was, um, it was a, it was, a, it was a steep learning curve for me. I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to lie about that. And over the next nine months, I prayed for about 500 people in in the ambulance, in nursing homes, in hospitals, at grocery stores, and restaurants. I was praying for people everywhere. Never saw anyone healed. So if you're new and you're starting out and you don't have a lot of experience praying for people, if you pray for four or five or six people and they're not healed, you're not allowed to give up. Because you have to keep going and you have to get to 500 people, pray for them. And if by that time you're not seeing anyone healed, you know, then you can think about giving up. I thought about quitting often and I'd come home and God would give me a dream where I was in the ambulance praying for someone, and they'd get healed. <laughs> I went out to work the next day, and I was like, all right, I'm just going to keep begging God to heal these people. And that's what I was doing. I was begging God to heal people. And that's not the New Testament model of healing. It just That's not what Jesus didn't tell his disciples, go out and ask the Father to heal these sick people. No, he said, go out and heal the sick. You have the power, you have the authority, go do it. All right, so like I said, it, it, it came to me over a period of time, and one, here's one thing I noticed. When I finally, when it started, finally started to click, this whole power and authority issue, I noticed that sometimes I would be praying for someone. Let's say, you know, a person has carpal tunnel, so they've got you know, the tendons in their wrists are kind of messed up, and they've got inflammation and pain. And so and I I ended up praying with a lot of people who had carpal tunnel. I'd go to a gas station. I'd go to Walmart, and, you know, Walmart is full of people. Uh, A lot of employees at Walmart have uh, repetitive motion injuries, so they've got wrist immobilizers on. And I was going to people up at Walmart and the gas stations who had the wrist immobilizer. I saw that black thing on there. I was like, oh, there's a person who needs to be healed. So I'd walk up to them and say, hey, what's up with your wrist? And they'd say, i got carpal tunnel. And I would say, well, can I pray for you? (laughs) usually they said yes in in the thousands of people I prayed with out in the public I only had two or three people who said no so if you're afraid of people saying no don't be afraid I I prayed with atheists and I prayed with agnostics and and I had one guy say I don't even believe in God but if you think you can get me healed go ahead and pray for me (laughs) this is in the ambulance so don't be fearful about asking strangers if you can pray for them, because most people are open to it. If they're in pain, if they're sick, if they, uh, if they need healing, and some stranger goes up and says, "Hey, you know, I'm a Christian and I'm I'm practicing, I'm learning how to heal people. Can I pray over you?" They'll probably say yes. So you know, sometimes you have to just take a little risk, cross the chicken line, get out there, and, and pray for them. What I noticed when I did this. Is many times as I would put my hand near the person's wrist, or you know you can touch their skin, but it's not necessary. I would pray for them, and I'd put my hand right by their wrist. Put my hand there, and I noticed the people started feeling heat and tingling as I was doing it. I was like, you know, I said, "What do you feel?" They say, "Well, it feels warm. I feel heat or tingling." I was like, "That's interesting. Move it around." and they'd start moving it around and go wow that's crazy it feels great it feels like i'm healed um what i learned what i realized is as i was praying for people i was releasing power and they could feel it they could sense it their skin got warm they would feel the tingling that's the power of god going into them healing them so you know it, it if, you've, if you've never done this Uh, This is going to sound kind of crazy, but I would challenge you to do it and do some experimentation and try this. So here's how power works. Um, Jesus told the disciples, after he was resurrected, but before he ascended into heaven, he told them, do not leave Jerusalem, tarry in the city, and wait, and I will send the promise of the Father, and you will be endued with power from on high. Okay, that was in, I think, Luke 24. On the day of Pentecost they were gathered in the upper room and the Holy Spirit fell on them and they were filled with the Holy Spirit tongues of fire upon their heads and they spoke in tongues they were filled with the Holy Spirit filled with the Spirit of God the same Spirit of God that created the universe lives inside of us that is the power for miracles God spoke into the nothingness and created the earth, created the solar system, created the universe. He spoke it into existence. The power of God is creative in nature. It creates things that don't exist, right? We are filled with the Holy Spirit. We're filled with the power of God. We have to let it out. That's when Jesus gave his disciples power he gave them the power of God to release, to release that power into people to heal them. When Jesus was on the way to the house of Jairus, Jairus' daughter was sick. She eventually died, and he ended up raising her from the dead. But on the way there, uh, the woman crept up behind him, who had the flow of blood for 18 years, and she said to herself, I know if I just touch the hem of his garment, I'll be healed. And she grabbed the hem of his garment, and Jesus turned to the disciples and said, Who touched me? And the disciples said, What do you mean, Lord? Everyone's touching you. He said, I felt power go out of me. Who touched me? He felt power leave him, went into the woman, and she was healed. We are filled with the power of God. The same power that was in Jesus is in us. We release that power into others, and that works creative miracles. Okay, so what is a creative miracle? Uh, if you meet someone who's missing an eye, missing an optic nerve, missing a chromosome, or let's say they have problems with their, their knee. Their knee is bone on bone, right? So. The femur, the fibula, the tibia—they're supposed to be. There's supposed to be a pad between those knee, the bones, the upper and lower leg bones. That pad is called the meniscus. Over time, that meniscus gets crushed down and shredded, and then you end up with bone on bone. Well, what do you do? They need a new meniscus. They need new tissue between the bones as that pad, that cartilage that's in there. All right, that's gone. <laughs> there the pieces are there it's just shredded so you release power and the power of God creates a new meniscus new cartilage right that is a creative miracle so you put your hand by that person's knee and you release power and the power of God goes into their knee creates a new meniscus and they stand up and walk around and go what the heck did you just do (laughs) My knee doesn't hurt anymore. Wow, it feels great. That's a creative miracle. That's the power of God at work. Same thing with, um, you know, like tendonitis. So if a person has tennis elbow or they've got uh, carpal tunnel in their wrist or they've got a bad shoulder, they got uh, torn rotator cuff, what we do is we put our hand on the injured part or near it doesn't have to be on it you don't have to touch them you can just put it an inch away and you release the power of God and you give them new cartilage new nerves new ligaments new tendons new bones new disc in their spine whatever they need that is deteriorated or destroyed deformed or missing the power of God works a creative miracle release the power by faith so what do i mean by releasing power just imagine yourself you are a container you're a container right you're a vessel you're a container and you can you hold the power of god in you what you need to do is open up the vessel and let the power out you need a valve that opens at the bottom and lets the power out okay that's the valve Let's the power out. What is the valve? It's faith. Faith is the valve that lets out the power of God. When, when I'm praying for someone, uh, I don't. You don't have to say anything. I, I I oftentimes pray for people silently. You know, I, I I worked in hospitals and nursing homes and in the ambulance, and you can't exactly run around the hospital going, "In the mighty name of Jesus, I command you to be healed." Right? I mean. Um, that's not very cool to do that walking through your emergency department or, you know, ICU. Uh, I oftentimes would pray for people very silently, very quietly, sometimes completely silent. I wouldn't say anything at all. I would put my hand near the person's hip or back or neck or whatever needed healing. i just place my hand near them and release power. You don't have to say anything. It's not necessary. When Jesus is walking through the crowd and the woman crept up behind him and touched him, he didn't say anything other than after he the power left, he said, who touched me? I felt power go out. So you don't have to say anything to release power. You just believe faith. You believe that you're going to release the power of God into that person, and they're going to be healed. You believe. What is belief? What is faith? It's confidence. So <clears throat> there's a kind of a misunderstanding about what exactly faith is, faith for miracles. Faith is not hope. Hope has, implies that there is a degree of uncertainty and unbelief. <clears throat> faith that works miracles is not hope. It's not, it's, it's also not the general belief that God wants to heal people. That's a common misconception. A lot of people think to themselves, well, I believe God wants to heal people, so I I can pray for this person and they should be healed, but why aren't they? Because that's not Faith for Miracles. Faith for Miracles is not a general belief that God heals people. It is a specific confidence that when I pray for the person who is in front of me for the condition that they have, I am confident that condition is going to be healed. Faith for the miraculous is specific to the person you're confronting, you're confronted with, the condition they have, and your immediate situation. And let me explain how that works. So faith um, is, faith changes, over time. Faith, for most people, faith starts out small and then it grows. Now a lot of people say, this is very common among believers, they say, well I have faith as small as a mustard seed. You know, Jesus said if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can speak to the mountain and it will be moved. It's not what Jesus said. He said if you have faith as a mustard seed, as if you have faith that acts the way a mustard seed acts. You can say to this mountain, move, and they'll be cast into the sea. Okay, what is faith that acts like a mustard seed? You look up the mustard seed parable in the kingdom parables, Jesus said, the kingdom of God is like unto a mustard seed, which, although it is the smallest of seeds, It grows into a tree so large that birds of the air come to nest in it. Mustard seed faith is faith that grows and becomes large. Small faith is not the kind of faith that works miracles. What did Jesus say to the centurion? He said, I have not seen such tiny little faith in all of Israel. No, he said, I have not seen such great faith in all of Israel. And when the disciples lacked faith, he rebuked them. Matthew 17. Man brings his boy to the disciples. The boy is demon-possessed, or demonized, I should say. And the disciples can't cast a demon out. They bring the boy to Jesus. Jesus casts a demon out. And then the disciples ask him later, Lord, why couldn't we cast it out? And he said, because of your unbelief. Right? So small faith is equivalent with unbelief. And if you, if you want to work miracles and get people healed, your faith has to grow. And it grows over time with experience. When I started out doing this, I, had, I was full of doubt and unbelief and skepticism. I just didn't believe that when I prayed for people, God was going to heal them. I just didn't believe it. I was full of doubt and unbelief right? So what happened is after a while, you know, we're talking about a year, I started I started to see people heal. saw one woman healed, a migraine headache. Uh, it was the first healing that I saw. Thank God, um, he gave me a word of knowledge. I saw the word headaches in my in my mind in a little vision when I was standing behind this woman at a grocery store. And I was like I saw the word headaches, and I was like, okay well, maybe the Lord wants to heal her so I followed her over and I prayed for her and her headache was she had a migraine headache and it vanished like that first healing that I saw once I saw my first healing my confidence grew my faith grew I was like oh man this stuff is real somebody just got healed I can't wait to pray for somebody else went on an ambulance call prayed for a lady who had uh, she were transporting her to the hospital I think she had the flu but she also had scoliosis and a torn meniscus in her knee. And I prayed over her back and her scoliosis was healed. I prayed over her knee and her meniscus was (laughs) healed. I was like, yes, I got this. Ooh, man, this is working. So I started then praying for more and more people in grocery stores, gas stations, in the the hospital and ambulance. And uh, each time I saw someone healed, my faith grew. First time I saw someone with a uh, carpal tunnel healed um, I was like wow this is awesome I love it and then because I saw a lot of people with carpal tunnel they're just everywhere <laughs> so going to Walmart go to the gas station somebody there with a wrist immobilizer on by that time I had prayed for three people successfully who got healed of carpal tunnel as I started to realize wow man I, I got this like I can I can actually heal carpal tunnel pretty consistently now And I got to the point where I was healing people with carpal tunnel about 90% of the time. If I just prayed for them, they would get healed. What happened? What happened was my faith, my confidence grew for that condition. I still had no faith for cancer. I had no faith for multiple sclerosis because I had not seen those conditions healed. But with each condition, as I saw people healed of those conditions, My faith grew. I started praying for a lot of people who had torn rotator cuffs and bad shoulders. Initially I had really bad results. I prayed for one person, they got healed. I prayed for another person, they got healed. Prayed for a third person, they got healed. By the time I got 10 or 11 maybe 12 people healed of shoulder um, injuries, I was very very confident. I was going through the grocery store, and if I saw someone with a sling on their shoulder, on their arm, I was like, man, if they let me pray for them, they are so going to get healed. I had confidence. That's faith for healing. I was confident. I just knew. I knew in my mind if they let me pray for them, they were going to get healed. That is faith that works miracles. It has to grow. and It happens over time, and it happens with um, with results. When you see people healed consistently, your faith just keeps growing and growing and growing and you get more faith, more confidence, and then you'll see more people heal. Uh, same thing when I, you know, I started praying for people with cancer. I had very little faith. Lord gave me a word of knowledge the very first time. He showed me how to pray, exercising authority, and I prayed for two people two days in a row. One had a brain tumor, one had a thyroid tumor. And both of those people were going in to the, for procedures. The thyroid tumor, woman was going in for a biopsy. The woman with a brain tumor was going in to have her brain tumor removed. They took them into the uh, operating suite, and in each case, the tumor was gone. They couldn't find it. <laughs> it vanished. Uh, right, so after, I, after those two people got healed of tumors, I was like, okay, cool. So now, you know, I can start going after cancer a little more aggressively. And today, I've, I've prayed with you know, probably more than a thousand people who have cancer. And, you know, I have pretty decent success. Um, not perfect. Not everyone gets healed. Not there yet. But my confidence for praying for people who have cancer is much greater than it was, you know, eight years ago. Because I've seen more people healed of it. That is what happens with faith. Your faith has to grow, and it grows with experience. Experience is just going out there and praying for people and seeing them healed. One reason why a lot of people don't have the kind of faith they need to work miracles is they don't give themselves a lot of opportunities. A lot of people, when they get interested in healing, they think, I'm going to use this to get my mom healed, or my dad healed, or my brother, or my sister, or my kids healed. They've got some horrible disease, and they think, I'm gonna get them healed, and I'm just gonna make them my project. I'm just gonna go after this. And, you know, typically, it's some devastating disease, like Lou Gehrig's disease, or multiple sclerosis, or, you know, metastatic cancer, something that's very difficult for a new person to heal. And they go after this, and nothing happens. They don't have any success. The person dies and then they say, well, I guess I don't have the gift of healing. This isn't for me. That's, that is, I've seen that happen so many times. And it happens because people limit, they limit their experience to just friends or family members and they don't go out into the community and pray for other people. Like I said, Jesus didn't say to the disciples, stay in your house and pray for your friends and family. He told them, go out into the community Pray for strangers, get them healed, go into their house, you, and the disciples would stay with them and pray with them until they got healed. And when they got healed, they would be discipled. They would be taught about the kingdom of God. That's the model Jesus gave us. And one of the passages, it says he sent them out two by two. Uh, I'm, I'm going to transition here in, in a minute, but I want to say one more thing about praying for your friends and family. I'm not saying you should not pray for your friends and family. You should absolutely pray for friends and family. Do not limit yourself to only praying for friends and family because what you're going to do is, if you don't have success, you're going to evaluate your ability to get people healed based on your failures with friends and family. That is a really bad idea. You need to go out into the community and pray for people who have simple easy things to get healed what do i mean simple and easy joint injuries are the easiest thing to get healed headaches migraine headaches are also relatively easy but sprained wrist sprained knee bad menis- torn meniscus in the knee rotator cuff frozen shoulder uh, neck pain those types of things joint injuries tendonitis carpal tunnel those type of soft tissue injuries are very easy to heal, relatively speaking. Um, (laughs) That yes, there is a hierarchy of things. Some things are more difficult to get healed, some things are easier. And joint injuries, generally speaking, are the easiest to heal. And if you're a beginner, if you don't have a lot of experience, you should be out there praying for people who have joint injuries. You will see success relatively quickly. And and as you continue praying for these people, you'll see more and more success. Um, and and then when it comes to praying for family members and friends, you may see better success if you've already got some victories under your belt and you've already your faith has grown. You might have success with that family member. Now, uh, you know, I, like I said, I'm not saying don't pray for family members. What I'm saying is. Don't limit yourself to only praying for family members. My son, uh, when he was young, pretty athletic guy, snowboarder, uh, camping, hiking, swimming, rock climbing. We did all kinds of fun stuff. And he was kind of, he he had some injuries, you know, he'd come home, dad, I got a separated shoulder. And my trainer doesn't want me to swim for a couple of weeks. Can you pray over it? I'd pray over his shoulder and he'd get healed. I prayed over my son and my daughter many times and they got healed i'll tell you a story about my daughter we were up in sedona uh a few years ago at an art gallery and (laughs) we're just hanging out there and sedona is pretty new agey so there's, there's a lot of um spiritual stuff that goes on in sedona not all of it is good and there's a lot there's a lot of demons up there we were walking through this art gallery and my daughter suddenly said oh man my hand is just wow my heart just hurts. Like, what happened? She just had a sudden onset of pain in her hand. She didn't hit it. She didn't injure her hand. Sudden onset of pain. And I thought, well, it's probably a demon. The demon of pain just jumped her. So I I commanded the pain to leave her hand, I prayed over her hand. I said, command, spirit of pain, get out. And it went to her elbow. <laughs> and I prayed over it, commanded it to leave, and it went to her shoulder and it moved to her other shoulder, it moved around her body, kept moving around, and finally it left. So, authority. Authority, generally speaking, is uh, a, when we command something to leave. In the In the context of deliverance, we're commanding evil spirits to leave. Many people don't know this, but they've got chronic pain whether they've been diagnosed with fibromyalgia or whatever other issue they've got. A lot of chronic pain syndromes are actually caused by evil spirits. It's not a real physiological condition. It's a spiritual condition. You've got a demon, and you need to get rid of that demon and command it to leave. That's the exercise of authority. Uh, Generally speaking, when you exercise authority, you're commanding something to leave that should not be there. What did Jesus do when he came across someone who was possessed by a demon? He commanded the demon to leave. Right? We do the same thing. Uh, I will release power, but I will also exercise authority. I kind of do a, a shotgun approach. I will command spirits of pain to leave, and I'll also release power on someone who has an injury. Because sometimes it's not a physiological problem. I was praying for my EMT partner one time. He had a knee injury, and I was releasing power, and I was commanding his knee to be healed, command the meniscus to be healed, command the ligaments to be healed. I was, just, you know, commanding all these ish things to be healed. I was releasing power, and I tried like six times, and nothing happened. <laughs> and then I was like, you know what? I didn't command the spirit of pain to leave. And the the last time I prayed, I commanded the spirit of pain to leave, and boom, like that, his knee was healed. So. It's, it's not always easy to distinguish whether a person needs a release of power to work a creative miracle or whether they just have a spirit of pain that needs to be evicted. So, shotgun approach is okay. I routinely do that. Uh, I will exercise authority, command evil spirits to leave, and I'll release power to work a creative miracle. You can do both, and I, I highly recommend that. All right, now. Let's talk more about authority. Authority is used and we exercise authority. We exercise authority, we command things to leave. You can command tumors to leave because a tumor is a growth of tissue that's not supposed to be there. Anything that is in the body that's not supposed to be there, you can command it to leave. So a viral infection, okay, invading uh, microorganism, bacteria, viruses, command them to leave using the authority that Jesus has given us you have a fungal infection same thing an invading uh, microbe that's not supposed to be there command it to leave any condition in the body that is there that's not supposed to be there we can command it to leave right so and, and you know whether it's eczema on your skin whatever it is if there is a condition that you have that you don't want it 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 got on you somehow you can command that to leave just command it to go in the name of jesus command viral bacterial fungal infections get out by the authority invested in me by the kingdom of heaven i command it to leave tumors command them to leave gallstones command them to leave right anything that's in the body that shouldn't be there command it to go that's an exercise of authority now authority can also be exercised by commanding tissues of the body to be healed. As an authorized representative of the kingdom of God, we have authority. When, when we speak, we can call things into existence that don't exist yet. And we can command things to be healed. So when, when God first gave me this dream and told me he wanted me to pray for my patients, he said, I'm going to show you what's wrong with them. And I didn't know what that meant at the time. I'd never had a vision. I'd never had a dream as an adult. I'd not had a dream for 25 years, but I had that that dream. But in this dream, the Lord showed me x-ray or cat, they were like x-rays or cat scans. He showed me images. I saw an image like a cat scan of a head skull, and I could see two images One of them looked like it had a brain tumor and the other one didn't and he said tell me what you see And i said well that image looks like a skull with a brain tumor and that one looks normal he said correct then he showed me uh esophagus esophagus on like a cat scan or x-ray one was deformed one was normal he said what do you see i said well that's a normal looking esophagus and that one looks like it has esophageal varices and he said that's correct and then he showed me another set of images and said what do you see he was showing me uh, a demonstration an example of how he was going to show me what was wrong with my patients all right uh, very it, it was similar to if you've read Jeremiah chapter 1 where the Lord called Jeremiah and said you know he showed him the vision of the the pot the, the boiling pot with the spout pointed north. He said, Jeremiah, what do you see? showed him the the branch of the almond tree. He said, Jeremiah, what do you see? And the Lord gave him the interpretation of each of those. It was it was sort of like that, that experience with Jeremiah. I was like, <laughs> like he, was, he was calling me, commissioning me, I want you to pray for your patience and telling me how to do it. I'm going to show you what's wrong with them. So many times when I'm praying for people, I'll close my eyes and in a vision the Lord will show me what's going on inside their body so if I'm praying for somebody who has uh, a broken uh, femur for example I will close my eyes and in my mind I'll see a picture like an x-ray and so I see the bone ends and they're not lined up and I'll start praying and commanding the bone ends to line up and be healed And I'll say, I command those bones to line up, I command the bones to be healed, command the bones to line up, command the bones to be healed, I release the healing power of heaven, I command these bones to line up, and eventually they'll be touching. In the image in my mind, I will see the bone ends move into place and touch. That's when I know that the person is healed. So, you can command demons to leave, you can command kidney stones to leave, you can command infections to leave, and you can command bones to line up and be healed. You can command ligaments to be made new. You can command cartilage to be made new. You can command carpal tunnels to open. That's an exercise of authority. You're commanding parts of the body to obey your word, which is the authorized, uh, it's an exercise of authority that the Lord has given us right we're not playing God we are his authorized representatives and so that's that is how another way to exercise authority exercising authority is both for healing and for deliverance and just for getting rid of things that aren't supposed to be there right so power with power we're releasing the power of God to create new things and with authority where we are adjusting and fine-tuning things that are damaged or injured and or commanding things to leave that aren't supposed to be there and how do we do it we do it by faith faith is confidence confidence that that person is going to be healed that is faith for the miraculous all right uh that is gonna uh, bring this little lesson to a close Stick around because I'm going to pray for people to be healed. Uh, all right, so I'm going to I'm going to explain what I'm going to do first. Like I said, when I um, and, and when you release power, you don't have to speak. You can if you want to, but you can just put your hand out and release the power of God and say nothing. Power of God will flow out of you. Uh, let me tell you a story real quick. Um, when I was in Australia, 2012, I went there, uh, kind of a missions trip, to teach some friends about healing and miracles. Uh, my host, Peter Coco, invited me there for a week and we went out on these vans uh, out on the streets and we did ministry to the homeless. Um, they would feed them food and coffee and you know, donuts and meat pies and, and pray for them to be healed. but they didn't know any, really how this whole healing thing works. So I went there and taught them about healing and miracles. And we were out on the, on the vans one night, and I was take, took out one of the tables, setting up the tables to put all the food on. And this guy was standing there watching me, uh, right next to me. And then he walks over to my friend, Coco, and says, hey mate, that bloke over there, who's standing next to me, my, my tooth got healed. <laughs> and he was like, what? He explained, while he was standing next he had a toothache, a severe pain in his tooth, and while he was standing next to me, watching me set up the tables, he got healed. Right? Uh, <laughs> so he tells my friend Peter Coco, Coco comes to me, he goes, hey man, this guy's got a testimony, he says you healed him. I said, really? He said, yeah, he was just standing next to you, and his toothache got healed. When you have faith for the miraculous, the power of God can just leak out of you. It will just leak. In Acts chapter five, it says that, that that when people in the villages saw the disciples coming, Peter, James, and John specifically in Acts chapter five, they dragged out the sick people and laid them at the feet uh, of the apostles so that if the shadow of Peter passed over them, they would be healed. The shadow of Peter passed over them, what are they talking about? Well, you could argue whether or not the shadow of Peter actually healed those people, but more than likely they were so filled with faith that the power of God just leaked out of them, oozed out of them into the sick, and the sick were healed just walking past them. And Jason Chin posted a video years ago where he did an experiment. He found a woman who was sick and he said, hey, I want to try something he says, uh, you know, she told him about her sickness. He said, I'm going to walk past you, and I'm going to believe that you're going to be healed just by me walking past you. And he walked past her, and she got healed. The power of God just leaked out of him and healed her. And it, it does happen. I've seen it happen on a number of occasions. So when you're releasing power for miracles, you can talk. You can, you know narrate what you're doing, but you don't have to. You can just put your hand out and the power of God will come out of you. If you have faith, faith opens the valve, lets the power out. You can also command structures of the body to be healed. Um, I usually do both. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put my hand up. Don't ask me how this works. I don't know how this works. Going through the camera, going into the you know, internet, coming out your device, I don't know how it works. All I know is and I pray for people many times someone will feel the power of God coming out of their phone out of, out of their tablet goes into their body and they get healed I can't explain how it works I just know that it does work all right so now I'm gonna pray for various conditions um, and you don't need to do anything if you want to receive healing just relax relax rest let the Holy Spirit minister to you don't try to be healed let go of your anxiety let go of your fear let go of your past concerns and worries just let it go just relax and let God heal you and by the way the first thing I do when I pray for people is I ask God to bring his presence for healing okay I don't beg God for healing but I do ask him to bring his presence, his manifest presence. I want God to touch that person with his manifest presence so that they know he is real. And that's what I'm gonna do first. Lord, I ask you to bring your presence, your glory, and touch the people that are listening to this broadcast. Lord, bring your presence, bring your glory, touch the the viewers let them know you are real and I'm now releasing the healing power of God in my mind I'm believing that the valve is open and the healing power of God is flowing out into whoever needs healing right now Lord bring your healing presence I command Brain to be healed I command the nervous system to be healed I command Parkinson's to be gone I command multiple sclerosis to be gone I command the myelin sheath of the nervous system to be healed right now in the mighty name of Jesus command brain to be healed command DNA to be healed command chromosomes to be healed I command brain tumors to get out right now in the name of Jesus. I cast them into the sea. I command stroke symptoms to resolve right now. Command the brain to be healed. Command bleeding to stop. <clears throat> I command aneurysms to be healed. Command the pituitary gland to be healed. The midbrain to be healed. Cerebellum healed. The pons healed. Command all the structures of the brain to be healed right now. Release the healing power of heaven. Command the skin to be healed. Command the eyes to be healed. All the structures of the eye, macula healed, corneas healed, vitreous and aqueous humor healed. Command the retina to be healed. Retinopathy, I command you to go. Command the sinuses to be healed. Allergic rhinitis gone. I command sinuses healed. Bacterial and viral infections get out. Command the ears to be healed. Command evil spirits to go. I command tinnitus to be gone. I command demonic devices to be removed. Angels get to work. Remove demonic devices. I command hearing to be restored. Spirits of deafness get out. Spirits of blindness. I command you to leave right now. Command all the inner ear structures to be healed right now. Command the neck to be healed, bones, discs, ligaments, nerves, tendons, and the neck healed. Command the thoracic vertebrae to be healed. Command scoliosis to be gone. Command the spine to be normal, normal curvature. Ligaments, nerves, muscles, tendons, bones, and discs be healed right now straightened and strengthened. Holy Spirit, give them a chiropractic adjustment. Command teeth to be healed. Teeth, gums, jaw healed. TMJ, I command you to go. Command that joint to be normal. I speak a dental miracle into existence for whoever needs new teeth. Some of you are going to get gold teeth. I command cavities, rot, decay, to be gone, release the healing power of heaven, dental miracles. Command the esophagus to be healed, (coughs) command cardiac sphincter to be healed, stomach healed, duodenum, jejunum, intestines healed, colon healed, (coughs) command the immune system to be healed, and anyone who has... Autoimmune conditions, GI tract. I command autoimmune conditions to be healed. Command sickness, disease, and evil spirits get out. Command GI bleeds to stop. Command the kidneys to be healed. Polycystic kidney disease gone. I command renal failure to be gone. I command the kidneys to function normally. Command the liver to be healed. command cirrhosis to be gone command liver function to be normal spleen healed gallbladder healed gallstones gone kidney stones gone get out now in the name of Jesus command the adrenal glands to be healed command the pituitary gland to be healed command the heart to be healed Command AFib to go. I command the conduction pathways of the heart to be normal. Command your heart to beat with the rhythm of heaven. I command the valves to be healed. Mitral valve prolapse gone. Command all the valves to be healed. Command the septum to be healed. Command pericarditis to be gone. Command the lungs to be healed. Command asthma, spirits of asthma, spirits of fear, anxiety, I command you to get out right now. Pulmonary fibrosis, I command you to go. Command the lungs to be soft, supple, and normal right now. Command the lumbar spine to be healed. Discs, ligaments, nerves, tendons, muscle, bone healed. Command the pelvis to be healed, all the bones of the pelvis and the hip joints, I command them to be healed, new cartilage, new bone, new connective tissue, ligaments, nerves, and tendons healed. Command all female reproductive organs to be healed, new ovaries, new uterus, new fallopian tubes. If you are waiting for a new baby, I declare you will go forth, be fruitful and multiply according to the word of the Lord and have more children. For men, command prostate to be healed. I command erectile dysfunction to be gone. Evil spirits, sickness, and disease get out now. Command cancer cells to die. Speak death to all cancer cells, prostate cancer, breast cancer, uterine cancer, cervical cancer, brain cancer, command all cancer cells to die. Cast tumors into the sea. Command the kidneys, ureters, and bladder to be healed right now. Pain, inflammation, and sickness get out. Command the knees to be healed. New meniscus, new meniscus, new tendons, cartilage, ligaments, bone, new kneecap, I command the nerves in the hands and feet to be healed. You <clears throat> have peripheral neuropathy. Command those nerves to come back to life. Dead nerves. I command you to come back to life right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, bring your healing presence. Command the ankles to be healed. Connective tissue, cartilage ligaments, nerves, tendons, bones, muscle healed. I command plantar fasciitis to be gone. Command the bones in the feet to be healed. Command toenail fungus to be gone. Get out toenail fungus, you are not allowed. I command you to get out. Lord, bring your healing presence. Set these listeners free. Heal their emotions. Heal emotional trauma, heal the altars and fragments of the soul, and Lord, make them whole. All right. So that is going to be the prayer session for today. Uh, if you need prayer for a specific condition, you're welcome to email me through my website, one of the websites. Head uh, to pragmatic.com and pragmatic.org prayingmedic.com is the main website. I post articles, videos, podcasts there. prayingmedic.org is for our ministry, uh, our nonprofit ministry. That website also has a a donation page. You can just click on the link uh, on the tab for the donation page. It'll take you to our Give, Send, Go page. You can uh, donate to support our ministry there if you want. Your donations are tax deductible and we appreciate them. Also on both of those websites, There's a contact page on the tabs, so you can hit that contact page, send me an email if you have a prayer request or a testimony. If you get healed, uh, I would love to hear your testimony. Uh, I do share testimonies every day on Telegram from people who are either healed through their own prayers or prayers of friends or some of the prayer videos that I do. We love sharing testimonies if you have a testimony. You are welcome to email me My email address is admin at prayingmedic.com, admin at prayingmedic.com. Let's see. Also, I have a podcast. It's on Podbean. If you go on the Podbean platform or download the app, just search for Praying Medic. You can find all my podcasts there. And if you like those healing prayer videos that are on Rumble and you want to download them to your device to listen to them offline go to my Podbean page. You can download all my videos and all my MP3 audios to your device, you can listen to them whenever you want. Uh, All right, well, oh, (laughs) I don't know if I've even mentioned it, but I have this new book out (laughs) called Power and Authority Made Simple. Uh, This book picks up where Divine Healing Made Simple left off. Divine Healing Made Simple is really sort of about Uh, It focuses on healing, emotional healing, physical healing, and deliverance. Power and Authority expands on that subject and goes into areas that are not covered in the other book, uh, such as uh, exercising authority to change the weather, uh, exercising authority for food multiplication, and a lot of other areas, things that God has given us authority to do. Um, Both of those books, you can get them on Amazon or Barnes & Noble's website. Alright, it's going to do it. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, please keep me and Denise in prayer. We love and covet your prayers. Uh, we, we feel all the love and support that you all give us. Uh, and that is going to do it for this episode of Supernatural Saturday. Thanks for everything. Love you all. Take care. I'll catch you on the next broadcast.